we are gonna today we've got a, a bit of a tag team thing going on so I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that so um, I'm almost as excited about that as Dave was about um, Christmas yeah yeah Sorry. all right let me get my thing started who made it to midnight last night not on purpose no all right Sorry? Okay, so if we've got some kids, we do have a bit of a mini program for you guys. So if you are a child, if you're a real child, not an not a emotional child, but a real child, you can head, where, where, where are you heading, Sam? Downstairs. Cool. See you guys and girls. Alrighty. And we really appreciate um, those serving in our kids' ministries. And uh, Sam, Sam heads up our kids' ministries and Alison looks after our little wonders. And so over January, we do have our parents rostered to just help look after the, the little ones that give other parents the opportunity just to connect and engage. So whenever you see some of our adult helpers and leaders, just, just thank them. Particularly if you're a parent, I know you're grateful. So, okay, question for you guys is what makes New Year's Day any different to any other day? It's, it's, not, it's a rhetorical question. I'm not, not asking for particularly responses from him. What, what, I was curious, what makes today different than yesterday? Sorry? So you're not supposed to answer the question. That's all right. We need a kind of silence. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, yes, sure, it marks the end of 2022 and it welcomes in 2023. In some ways, it sort of it's, it's, it signifies the end of the old and the, and the, the old is gone and the, and the new has come. In some ways, it seems to be a time to draw a, a line in the sand. Okay, okay, well, well this happened and I'm going to start all over again. And, and yes, I get that. But is it really any different to any other day? Around the world, people make uh, resolutions and um, with the hope that on New Year's Day, that, that one second that transpires between at midnight time, they make resolutions hoping that that one moment, that one second can actually be enough to bring change into their lives. Um, ultimately, most people know what they need to change in their lives to become a better person. I mean, here are, here are 10 of the most common resolutions that people have. Um, exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, break bad habits, save more money, spend less money, quit smoking, spend more time with family and friends, travel more, and live life to the fullest. And, and you might look at those and go, yeah, I can, yeah, I, I think they're all good. And all of those things are pretty good. There's nothing wrong with those goals for life. Maybe you can relate to some of them. And, um, but I'm, I'm not too sure a single second, I'm not too sure a single day, I'm not too sure a single calendar day, which is the 1st of January, I'm not too sure that, just, just that one moment is enough to bring about any of those things. I don't think, I don't think a single moment can actually bring change to what is really required in our lives. 
Statistically, only 10% of people would say that they were successful in their resolution, with over 50% of them giving up within the first six months. And so uh, uh, maybe you can relate to that. You know, um, uh, gym memberships are the highest over New Year's, and they make a lot of money, uh, particularly with the buy it for a year discount that you get. Um, I'm not, not going to ask for a show of hands, but um, maybe you've fallen into that trap. As Christians, our, our hearts, as Christians, we all really want to be followers of Jesus, don't we? We do. If, if, if you're visiting or if you're online and you're, and you're not a follower of Jesus or you're not a Christian, this morning I'm talking a little, this morning we're talking a little bit about what it means to follow, what, what it can look like to be following someone. If you're on, on Twitter or Facebook or, or Instagram or TikTok or be real. be real, you get to follow people. You get to see what's going on there on their life. And so I'm not talking about just being disconnected, loosely following someone. I'm talking about as Christians we're called to follow. And so sometimes we also make resolutions. Um, bit more spiritual. We, we, we sort of make resolutions like this. We want to read the Bible more. We want to serve more. We want to pray more. We want to give more. We want to maybe get involved more. We want to trust God more. We want to have more faith. We, we as Christians also have these goals or these resolutions similar, but from personal experience and statistically, like all the other resolutions, it just doesn't happen in a moment. It just doesn't happen at the change of a calendar date. And in fact, many people, and look, I've, I've, I've made those over the years goals, but it doesn't take long sometimes for us to fail. We, we start every day and read the Bible, and then we get to Deuteronomy. Or numbers, and we ah, oh, gee, and then 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 you miss a day, and then you feel bad about it. Then you the next day you're reading two chapters of numbers, and then you're feeling bad about that because it's a hard slog. And so, but you, you know the cycle. You know how it goes. We can have all these great goals, but it's hard to put them into practice. And so, uh, and then comes guilt. Then comes with I'm not good enough. Then it comes to I'm never going to make it, and God doesn't think I'm doing a good job. And so, and then we struggle for the rest of the year. Now, I, I do think there's a better approach. And so, so as we face a new year uh, starting today, we're going to hear from, from our pastors. So, um, so uh, Elle and Dave and Ali are all going to be sharing a few thoughts you know, about, about what they, what, what from their experience or what God's saying to them on what we can do, some different approaches to bringing life change that is more than just a resolution. That's more than just, okay, I made a choice and now I'm going to be changed for the rest of my life. One day doesn't change forever, someone once said. And it's true. Uh, but I think one day is a great opportunity to rethink how we do it. And so I've just got two verses and I'm going to be 30 seconds with these and then I'm going to invite Ella. Um, First verse that I felt is helpful. The faithful, this is written by the prophet Jeremiah. 
He says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. And I just want to encourage you guys, as we face a new year, God's mercy never ends. In fact, His mercy is new once a year on New Year's Day. No, His mercy is new every morning. We don't need to wait till, till a special moment or a new day when, when we can experience God's mercy. We can experience it now. We can experience His grace and His forgiveness and His, and His power available to us every day. No wonder Jeremiah goes, great is His faithfulness. Because even if we were unfaithful toward Him in 2022, He has never been unfaithful toward us. What a great encouragement. Second verse is from King Solomon. And uh, two, same verse, different translations. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. We can set goals and, and resolutions and we can, we can have all those things in place. There's nothing wrong with putting things in place and having goals. But I love how the message translation works with the last half of that verse. We can plan the way we want to live. I think that's really important. I think we're, we're called to actually put into place and have ideas and, and have, a, have a strategic plan and goal for our life. But only God, only God can make it happen. So as you face uh, 2023, and I'll get Elk to start coming up as I wrap up here. As you face a new year, I'm going to encourage you, God can make it happen. He can do it. You and him are a majority. Yeah. Welcome, Elle. It's so nice to have you with us. And I am tagging across to you. Thanks. Happy New Year, everyone. So I'm also only going to speak just for a few minutes. But um, basically, as Mark was saying, we can all have these really great intentions for the new year, myself included, I get excited about oh, new goals, fresh intentions. Um, and so rather than focusing on those things that we, uh, in the physical realm, I wanted to focus more on the spiritual realm of we being spiritual beings to challenge that side of our lives this year. Um, we are constantly bombarded with trying to be made into new and, and all of that stuff. But um, God calls us to be new in his word um, by the renewing of our minds. And so you probably already guessed Romans um, 12 is very um, fitting for that. But I want to read it to you and I want to read quite a chunk of it because I think it really speaks to this. So it begins with, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will accept. When you think of what he has done for you, is this too much to ask? Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will know what God wants you to do, and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will really is. And I felt that that was fitting for our year, coming forward into a new season, really, um, that we can make all these plans, we can have these goals, we can set physical 
things for ourselves for the new year, but really we need to be setting our goals in the spiritual realm of letting God transform the way we think, having our minds set on him, and he will be the one that helps our plans come to pass. He'll be the one that sets those plans into motion. Um, so, the, yeah, the challenge that I have is to, um, rather than let our minds be pulled in all the directions, bring it right back. Um, and I want to just keep reading a bit further down from verse 6. It says, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out when you have the faith that God is speaking through you. But if your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do, good, do, do, do a good job of teaching. If your gift is to encourage others, do that. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing others kindness, do it gladly. Don't just pretend that you love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Stand on the side of good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. Be glad for all God is planning for you. Be patient in trouble and always be prayerful. And I share that because I just really feel like for us, um, again, we can get caught up in all these new intentions, new goals, but if we have a gift that we know God's already given us, or maybe we're still figuring out those gifts or where we fit in with all of that, but do those things well. He gives us such a good list in this verse of, like, if it's serving others or if it's giving money or if it's prophesying or if it's this or that, like, we're not all going to do the same thing really well. We're, we've all been given something that we can do well that's different to someone else next to us. But that is essentially where God wants us to focus and everything else will be sorted out after that. He will give us what we need. He will sort the plans. So when we when we put him first and we serve him in those ways that he has given us to serve him, everything else will come into play. And so don't be worried about the plans that you are making um, as though oh, well, if I focus on this, then I have to forget about getting fit this year. <laughs> I feel like that God, I'm trying to articulate this well. I don't want to say that, oh, just leave it up to God and he'll just sort it out. Like he'll just drop it in your lap. Obviously, there's things that we also have to put into place. But I really want us to draw our attention back to this spiritual goal that rather than, first of all, in the beginning of our year, setting our goals in the physical realm. Let's set our goals in the spiritual realm where we can remind ourselves to renew our minds, let him conform our minds rather than the world. Let's not be distracted by the things that are telling us to be better, be fitter, be more organized. Do all those things that we have been told we should and focus our attention on where he wants us to be. And we will see our year turn out the way that it's meant to. And just to end in that little thought there, often we get overwhelmed with too many things that we've got on our plates, and including spiritual things. We want to be 
doing the right thing and serving him well and doing all the other things as well. But God gives us just what we need in the time that he allows for us. We each have 24 hours, and so we might have this really long list of things to do, but he gives us what we need in that in that day and in our year. So leave it to him. Be encouraged that he has it all sorted, and when you set your eyes on him, he will he'll make it right. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? My plan today was to be your favourite, so I'm giving away free things. It's cheap, I know, but it's just how I am. So, here's what we're going to do. Uh, to start this year, when I was praying and thinking about this year, I thought it would be a really great thing for all of us to set our hearts, like El was saying, on spiritual things. And a spiritual uh, way of connecting to our Father this year is to just do that, to connect, to pray, to always be in this moment of conversation. So to do that, I thought it'd be a really great thing for us all together to have prayer journals. So at the front of, what do you call this? The pulpit area? Because <laughs> it's church. church. I mean, I know we're all tired, but I've got church. <laughs> you guys can come up to the front here and grab one of these books. Now, there's all different colours, but they're all the same. Um, so I guess first in best dress as far as colour goes. And um, I've also got a bunch of these. So I'm going to split these up into two, so you guys grab one of these. Um, I want you to stick these in the front, the first page. There is 20 different kinds of prayer on this little piece of paper here. The goal, again, here is for me not to tell you the power of prayer. For me not to tell you all the things you need to know about it, but actually for you to discover it yourself. And this little journal, the idea here will be, yeah, write prayer journals, like thoughts that you are having, but also as you read through these scriptures, go, God, what are you saying in this to me? How do I outwork this? Write that in there. Because at the end of this year, I would love for us to come back to these journals and see what God has done, see what we've learned, see how we've changed, etc., etc., etc. So... Uh, if you want to, because there's not a crazy amount of people, we can probably do this quite orderly. So if you want to jump up and grab them, I'm going to split myself into two and hand these out at the same time. And yes, they're really pretty, aren't they? How cool are they? Hey.
I did have a feeling this could take a while, and so my part, the part that I get to actually speak is going to get quite short, but that's okay, that's, that is actually part of it. <laughs> I can do it. I'll speed read. Uh, also, there will be prizes for the people who can work out how to tie them. Mark and I tried, and we already, oh, look at these guys. Okay, the prize is yours. That's your prize. Congratulations. Um, there is a bit of a way. I think you can do it whatever way you want to, but there is a proper way. I think that's the way. Yeah. All right. Almost there. I know, it's a bit decisions here. We went, we went this right. This is a whole year you've seen this book, so you need to like it. You don't want to, you don't want to hit the All right, while we're deciding, I'm just gonna go along just a little bit because of time. So, who can yell at me a roundabout guess how many prayers are in the Bible? 200. 200, 300, yeah? 65. 65? How many? 2,000. I love that, we go, somebody should yell up. There is around 650 prayers in the Bible. And there's over 450 recorded answered prayers in the Bible. Very interesting. Now, that doesn't mean those 650 prayers didn't all get answered. They weren't all prayers that needed to be answered. They were just prayers. Um, but interesting that 450 were answered. Jesus prays and recorded over 25 times in the Bible. Now, of course, we know he prayed far more than 25 times but they are recorded in the Bible. Now, interesting thing for me to take away from Jesus praying 25 times is that Jesus is God. Yep. Yeah? yeah? And he still, he still had the value for prayer to connect with his Father. So how much more do we need that connection with our Father? How much more should they, our prayers be a priority in our life? Now, you can go through Scripture and find all kinds of different pray, prayers and ways people pray. You can pray sitting down. I think the way we all think about it is sitting down and the, you know, the hands fold out. It feels like the official kind of prayer. But there's prayers that are standing up, walking around, hands raised. There's so many different kinds of prayers. And the Bible talks about each one, and obviously each one is very effective. We know that Jesus tells his disciples a way to pray, a particular way to pray. And I want to just break that down really quickly. Obviously, that God's name would be honoured, His everlasting glory, that His kingdom would come on this earth as it is in heaven. God's provision is given, how He provides for us and those in need. God's forgiveness for us is granted, a massive one. None of us are perfect. We need His forgiveness. And for God's deliverance to be provided. A focus on the future. The Bible talks about at least nine different kinds of prayer. Now, I'm going to rapid fire this. And if you want where they're found, I'm happy to give that to you. I'll email it to you. Come and find me. Um, but I just won't say each one because that'll take so much time. But there's prayers of faith. Prayers of agreement. Prayers of request. Thanksgiving. Worship. Dedication intercession, judgment, and praying in the Spirit. Just some of the kinds of prayers that there are. So when I'm talking about this prayer journal, I'm not saying that your prayers in this journal need to be, God, I need this. 
A prayer journal is a journal of your heart. God, at this time, I need to dedicate my life to you again. God, at this time, I need to pray for a friend. God, at this time, etc., etc. And this journey, this year that we look at, will look like a whole lot of different prayers. Interesting fact. Amen, or amen, however you decide to say it. We all know it's kind of like, so be it, let it be. But it's first used in Numbers chapter 5. And I want to read to you, basically in this context, God actually is saying, when you say amen, a person is yielding to God's examination. When you say amen, it's saying, God, search my heart. Am I actually praying because I love, because I care? Or am I praying just for the sound, the clanging, the clanging bells? Every time we say amen, doesn't that make you think about the way you say amen? I mean, even when I say grace, I just say amen so flippantly. Examine my heart. Am I actually thankful, God? Is what I'm really saying when I say amen. I think prayer, sometimes, as I mentioned before, we think about the kneel and the hands together. And that's the official prayer time. I don't believe that's how God wants prayer to be. In fact, I believe God wants prayer to be an ongoing conversation. A connection throughout the day. I don't know about you, but I need Him. I need Him all the time. And sometimes I go through a day, and I stop, and I go, Oh, God, I'm sorry. Today just feels so busy that I haven't stopped to really bring you in. I haven't really stopped to say thank you throughout my day. I haven't stopped to stop and allow you to intercede. See, praying is something we have to be conscious of. We have to allow Holy Spirit to work through us. Because his prayers break things open. I'm sure we've all been in situations that seem tough, awkward. Maybe you've been sitting in a meeting and going, Okay, God, I need you now. These are the conversations, these are the prayers that as Christians we are allowed to have. We have a Father that is listening in, loving us, wanting to be part of our lives. So we're not only just allowed to have them, He is wanting us to have them. He is wanting us to bring Him in. Now in just a second, I'm going to get you guys to write in your journals. Yes, kicking it off for the new year, which I know I'm running out of time. But I want us to pray quickly before we pray. <laughs> before you write in your prayer journal. I want you to ask this question, Holy Spirit, what are you putting on my heart this year? What are some things that I want to pray into? Something I'd love this journal to be is a little bit of a thing of going, God, I'm putting this person to you this year. I'm going to commit to praying for this person this year. Does, that, does God need that because he doesn't care about that person? No. But it's us connecting spiritually. Hey, Holy Spirit, I need, you to, I, need you, I need you to love this person. I need them to come into your kingdom. I want to see a salvation. Or maybe I want to see you provide financially. Whatever that looks like. Now, I want to give you a few suggestions just to get your juices flowing. 
so that when I leave you in this moment, I'm going to give you five minutes, if I can, to write this some, some, uh, some stuff down. But here are some little suggestions, some thoughts. One, I surrender. God, I surrender myself to you this year. My heart is open. What can you do in me this year? Again, bring your kingdom. Have your way in my life this year. A great prayer. Have your way. Thirdly, forgive me. A constant state of God. I made a mistake again, but I know you love me. Forgive me. Search my heart, God. If it's not right, if it's not pure, show me. A fourth thing, lead me. Lead me this year. Guide me. I know in a new year we will ask a lot of new questions. Lead me the right way. When I go for that job interview, is it the right job? Lead me that way. Close the door if it's not. Open the door if it is. Five, draw them to you. Maybe as a family member, a friend, I just need them to know you, Jesus. I don't want them to miss out on knowing you, Jesus. Six, use me. Use me. God, I'm open. I put everything else aside, like I was saying. I'm putting away all the things that can take away my time. But I want to be used by you. So show me what that looks like. Show me how I can do that. Make my time valuable. And the last one. Seven. Number of completion. This one I think you can never go wrong with this prayer. Make me like you. Help me be more like you. And we know we're never going to actually reach that goal. We're going to always try. We have his grace to help us on that journey. So, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to allow you to pray. And then you're going to write. Father, we thank you for these people here today. It's no coincidence who's in the room right now. This is a special moment between you and us. Help our hearts to be for you. Take away the noise in our mind. Take away the distractions. Even our plans. Let that all rest right now. Let our hearts and our minds, our bodies be submitted to you. Speak to us, Father. Lead us now. Help us set plans in purpose, spiritual plans and purposes in front of you right now. And as we write on this paper, Father, as they are words and thoughts that are coming from you, that we would see the answers. We would see your power worked. That we would be encouraged that our faith would be growing as we see you answer the prayers we write in this journal. Commit all these things to you right now, Father, in your name. Amen. If you need a pen, give me a wave and I can find a pen. Cool, that's pen. Two pens? Three pens? This side? Okay, I'll get a pen.
Just to make sure everyone's on the same page. You can write down first page. Very good. I get the second page actually, because the first page stick that little thing I gave you in there. Write down prayers. So things you want to commit to this year, spiritually things we can commit to. So maybe it's a friend, a family member you want to pray for. Maybe something you're believing for, financial freedom in a certain certain area. Maybe it's a house you're believing for, maybe whatever it looks like. Maybe it's uh, a course you're wanting to study. Ask Holy Spirit, what is it that should be on this page? What should I be praying into this year? And then also, obviously, this is not a one-time, this is your moment and your prayers are stuck in here. This can change. This is why it's a year journal. It's, hey, God, this prayer's already been answered, so I'm going to go for this now. Um, yeah, that'd be natural. another day it says choose you this day we need to choose every day because how many know that we choose to serve God and then we can I'm not saying that we all do it but let's be real we do we can just take back our lives a little bit at a time this seems like a good idea this seems like a fun thing to do and we just kind of take back our lives as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, Joshua says. 
There's a little, um, there's a little activity that um, Jefferson Bethke does. He wrote a really great book about fighting. Oh, to hell with the hustle, thank you. It's got so many words. Um, but what he and his family do is they write on post-it notes at the start of every year all of their commitments and they stick them on the table in front of them and they only pick up the ones that they believe that God is still on. Now, when I first heard this, I went, I'm not doing that because I knew that God was going to maybe ask me to give up something that I enjoyed. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So even though I didn't really want to do it, it highlighted to me that there were things that myself was on the throne of my heart to the point where I was like, actually, I don't want your input in this one, God, because I enjoy that. I don't want you to take it off me. But I did it, and he took it, and I'm actually grateful. Because whatever it is that we're holding on to that we think is what we should be or what we should be doing, if God is saying, that's not for you right now, what he has is better. And we want that because he is actually Lord of our lives, isn't he? Just check it. If he's not, Mark might give you an opportunity later to sort that out. So it can be, Jeff, Jeff Becky says, it can be like 15 different poster notes that you have out there. So I just want to challenge you, if you even straight away in your mind went, I'm not doing that, I hear you, <laughs> but have a think about it. Like put everything, like put your job, put study, put all the things. Because sometimes we go, well, I love my job and I'm doing really great in it and I'm on a trajectory, you know, and, and so this has to be God. But he might actually be saying, this is the direction that I need you to go now. Yeah. And do we not, as Dave said, do we not want to be led by the Holy Spirit? Mm. Yes, we do. But we don't always allow him because we already have in our minds, this is what we're doing. These are the goals. And I don't really like, I don't really like the whole goal thing, which again, I love what Elle said, that it's actually more about who we are forming into. It's more about our spiritual formation than what our goals are. And if part of your spiritual formation is being more disciplined, that's, that's okay. But if that's what God's got for you to be doing. Some of you might need to be less disciplined and just chill, you know, like whatever God's got for you to do. What happened, Megan? Oh, they're looking at you. <laughs> Who else thought of Megan? <laughs> hey, there was a few of us, sorry me. I wasn't at first. But <laughs> now you mention it. <laughs> so does he have a say over our post-it notes? Or does he not? I think he does, and he should, but do we allow him? We all want to be led by the Holy Spirit. I know I do. But is there any room in our lives for us to do that? Like sometimes we're so busy racing around, job to job to job, you know, that there might be someone that we need to stop and have a moment and have a conversation with, but we don't have room. 
I think when he's telling us what we should be doing, there will always be room for him and always room for what he has for us to do. Create space and follow his pace. That's pretty good, isn't it? Easy for you to remember. I don't think his pace was 100 miles an hour. And I think that as hard as it is, it's like countercultural for us to actually slow down. Um, so that's my first scripture. That's pretty painless, wasn't it? Well, it might be painful later for you, and I'm sorry, but not sorry. So Psalm 65 says to us, so that's one exercise that you can do, okay? I'm just being practical because that's who I am, actually. A bit of a practical person. So Psalm 65, 11 says this, and I love this scripture. You, God, crown the year with your goodness. Your ways overflow with plenty. Ooh, who wants what God has got crowned on the year this year specifically for you? Specifically for you. Because what God's crowned my year with is completely different to even what he's crowned Mark's year with. Or Sam's. Or Estella's. So he's crowned your year with goodness and it overflows with plenty. So how do we, like, how do we get that? How do we access that? Well, I'm glad that you asked. One way, and there are many ways, but one way that I've been doing it for a couple of years now is I join with a whole bunch of other people through Roma Waterman. Has anyone heard of her? She's awesome. She's Victorian, so I don't know why any of you really would have. But she's very good, and she does free online like things all the time, and this is one of them. It starts on January 16, and basically she calls it a prophetic plan for the year. And she doesn't, like, she makes it easy, but she doesn't speak, like, she's not going to tell you what God has crowned your year with. She helps you to find what God is crowning your year with. So just to give you a bit of a, an idea, last year, God gave me, you normally get a word over your year. God gave me a couple of words, but one of them was healing. And so I kind of started the year going, like sometimes I get sick of healing because I just need it all the time, you know. Like, am I not fixed yet, you know. But this year, and do you know what? One of my healings didn't come till November and the other one till December. But amazing healings and I just comfortably stepped into them because I knew God had crowned my year with healing. And so I knew it was coming and I knew to just step into it. It wasn't a hard thing. It was like, I need to lean into this space, even though it might be uncomfortable, even though it might hurt, I need to lean into it because God crowned my year with healing. And another one of the words I got is probably difficult to explain, but I will tell you, that um, I also got another opportunity and it was like I was here one day and God spoke something over me and then the next day I got an opportunity to do a course that started that day and it was a 12-week course and I'm like you, by the time you get to November your, your life is like fully busy and you don't really have space for anything else. But I said yes. And I know because I was able to 
like complete the course and participate in it, that it was exactly where God had me because that was another thing that God had crowned a year with. And so I stepped into something new because I knew he was going to do it. I was open to it and I knew this in the natural did not look like a smart decision because I already had enough to do. But I said yes because I knew that God had crowned my year with that. So we are going to, um, there's a link already on the QR code to sign up for Roma Waterman's newsletter if you want to. The link is not open yet because it's not till January 16. But then you can sign up to the newsletter and then once you're getting your newsletter, the link will come. So I want to recommend it because it is actually really easy. It doesn't take, like, yeah, Mel's done it. And she like you like it, Mel? Yeah. She's on Facebook if you want to look there as well. Um, but it's a really simple process if you haven't done it before to actually lean in and say, God, what, what have you crowned my year with this year? Because it helps. It's like a big picture so that you can walk out there. Smaller things, I guess. That's pretty much all I have to share with you today. Um, except to say that as I was preparing Hamish, I really felt in God. I actually saw hands on you, like actually trying to pull you backwards. And um, I just really feel like you, you, the, the scripture that God gave me is from Isaiah and it says, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing and now it springs up, can't you see it or do you not perceive it? He's making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland to offer drink to my people, my chosen who are called by my name and who he has purposed. And Hamish, I just want you to know that you, you need to, well, you're able to, you don't need to, it's up to you what you do, but you are able to, to shut down voices and self-doubt and fear and all of that and let go. It's like a... Um, it's like you need to let go of what's behind so that you can go forward for what's ahead. Um, and I'm just gonna, if, who's sitting next? Silas, can you just lay hands on Hamish while we pray for you? So Lord God, I thank you for Hamish. I thank you for the destiny and the future that you have for him. And I just pray right now that those uh, voices and those doubts and those fears and those thoughts would be cut off in Jesus' name. That those hands that have held on to him and tried to pull him backwards or even just hindered his walk, I just pray right now that they would be cut off by the sword of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, embolden him to run towards all you have for him by not giving one moment's thought or another word or another minute to any of what has held him back. In Jesus' name. Um, and Pat Borley, I saw you, I just got the word director over you this morning, um, which I actually just see that God shows you things. He shows you secrets in the spiritual realm, and he's actually calling you to give direction to it. So it's not like you're, like, it's not like you're making things happen, but he's showing you what he's doing, and you're directing, you're giving extra oomph to what he's already doing. So you're saying yes yes, this God, and agreeing with it, and seeing that come to pass. And you're fighting against that. No, we will not have any of that. And I just see that um, it is uh, like a promotion, 
yeah, I don't know, I don't know if you're an intercessor or not. Um, and also, sometimes that can be thought of as boring and maybe a bit tedious. It's not, and especially how you're going to do it. So it's not going to be long. It's going to be actually just powerful and sharp. You understand what I'm saying? Good. And I haven't got a scripture, but you can find one, I'm sure, about that. Um, and, or anyone else, if you want to. And L, I got this word for you ages ago. I just didn't give it to you, but I was reminded of it this morning when you were talking. I actually just really see that you have learned to trust God. And I actually see, even when, like, you are super vulnerable, like super, super vulnerable, and you've kind of gone, I really want to not be in this situation, you have actually gone, it's okay, because I can trust you, God. And um, the scripture I got was the one about hiding the shadow of the wings of the Almighty, you know, that one that's really nice. And I just see you in that space. And um, it's really awesome because it's a strength that's not just for you, not just for your family, but for others as well, because you're going to teach people how to trust him when it doesn't make sense. Except to say, I will say one more thing. I would love the band to come up again and sing I Speak Jesus because I don't know if the rest of you felt it, but there's something very much on that song, particularly, again, on what Dave said this morning about our prayer and family and our friends. When sometimes, like prayer isn't just spoken word, it can actually be worship. Like worship is a weapon that we have. And so as we sing these words, as we speak Jesus, if there's people in your world who've got addiction over every darkness, like all of that, over your street, like all the words in there are about praying for our loved ones and those who are near to us. And so I think as we... I hope that's okay. Yeah, to lay, yeah, to lay hands on Yes, and you can also, if you've got names already in your prayer journal, lay your hands on that as we sing this song. Speak Jesus over that, those things that you've written down. But I really just want, like, let's not just go, oh yeah, I know this song, I'm going to just switch off and sing it by route, because I know we can do that. Actually engage, and it's like actually warfare this morning as we sing this song.